This is our um, fourth message along the lines of Witness His Majesty, and this one is entitled, Share the Light. Tell somebody, share the light. Be a, be a Jesus lightning bug. Bob Goff in his um, book, we've read some of his books, but he has a book called uh, Dream Big, and he gives an illustration in there. He was teaching a class in uh, prison, and he had all the different inmates try to build an airplane that would, like, fly further than other airplanes. So he, they all just handed out the paper, and he was, like, uh, trying to get them to do so. They came up with different ideas, and, like, uh, like here was one like this, and like put that one there, and then so they all had a contest. I said, "Who can make the paper airplane that'll fly the farthest?" So that was pretty good there. So everybody's making paper airplanes, and they're flying them, and they're flying them, and flying. Finally, uh, he gets to the end. He says, "We'll see who could throw the, the furthest." And then he takes a piece of paper, just kind of like, "I'll show you which one will go the farthest." He just crumbles up the paper and he throws it, and it uh, outdoes the other ones. Because he gave great hope that day to all the inmates, telling them that your life goes farther when it's all crumbled up. That people who try to make their life some exceptional thing and work on all the outward perfections and try to make it go far. There's a lot of human effort put into trying to make your life self-help book stuff. But the Lord says, hand me this. Hand me this. We'll get back to that. Luke 2, verse 8. In the same region there were shepherds out in the field watching flock over the flock by night and the angel of the Lord appeared to them. The glory of the Lord shone about them. Wow. Could you imagine being there? And they were filled with great fear and the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy for, that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And I put this verse up. And this is, will be a sign. Go ahead, the sign. Everybody say sign. He says, this will be a sign to you. And we mentioned this last week. I'm going to go over it again. This is a, be a sign to you, for you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. The, verse, the word sign in the uh, original language means that which... By that which, uh, by which a person or a thing is distinguished from others and is known. There's a sign that's given concerning Jesus. Now, the deal is, you know, Old Testament, the Bible uses the term a manger. A manger was used for the sacrificial lambs. And the Bethlehem region was all about raising up those lambs for the sacrifice at Passover. So the lambs were literally swaddled 
when the lamb was born, it, they put it in and then they'd actually lay it in the manger. And so the sign that the shepherds walked in on, what they heard was, hey, there's going to be a human being wrapped up like a sacrificial lamb. That was the sign. They're going to be, he's going to be wrapped up in like a little sacrificial lamb. And that's what you're going to f- see. That's the sign. Everybody say, that's the sign. This little baby's going to be wrapped up, and he's going to be set in a manger just like a sacrificial lamb for the Passover to be sacrificed. And that's the sign. The sign is that Jesus Christ came, and the very moment they said, God orchestrated, we're not going to have a place anywhere for him to be except right here. We're going to have him put in a manger. And when the shepherds come in, they're going to see that this person is going to be sacrificed for their sins. So that's why the manger is symbolic of Jesus, the sacrificial lamb. Verse 13, I'll go on. And suddenly there was with the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom, with whom he is pleased. And the angels went away from then into heaven. And the shepherds said to one another, another, Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they went in haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger, just like the angel said. And when they saw it, verse 17, and when they saw it, They made known the saying. What was the saying? That there was going to be a baby boy laying in the manger that looks just like a sacrificial lamb. That he's going to be laying in the manger. So they went and told everybody. They made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. Verse 18, And all who heard it wondered, at what the shepherds told them. There was a testimony of a reality of an encounter that they had with the angels, and they went and verified it, and it was exactly as the angels said, and they had this spiritual encounter. They had angels releasing information to them, overwhelming them, saying that this was going to happen. Then they took off, and they saw exactly what the angels said, and they went and shared that. And told people. And everybody wondered. They wondered at what the Lord had told the shepherds. And that's the way your testimony works and my testimony works. Somehow, there's a light of understanding comes to our heart. And God sends somebody into the proximity of your life. Or there's some way the Holy Spirit makes the witness of who He is known to your heart. And, and light hits your heart. It's like, it's like when, it, when it says the light, it's that word photos, and it's where we get the word photograph. And when a, when a camera goes click, it, it just lets in this light for a split second. And the Lord doesn't need more than a split second. I've had moments, and probably you have too, where the Lord goes like this, hey, I want to talk to you for a while, and it's over. But you know so much. Has anybody ever had the Lord go, here you go, and you just know all kinds of stuff in a split second? I don't know how long it was in the night sky, what that experience was like, but, you know, we, we, we seem to understand that probably every angel in heaven said, I'm not missing this. 
So you have the whole night sky filled up with the heavenly hosts. And that was a, quite a rush. You're out there, meh, you know, meh, and this, whoa. And the glory shone upon them. The glory, the glory of God came. It was like this powerful, impacting moment. And then the angel speaks, and then all of the rest of them show up, and this just overwhelming, overwhelming. And then they run off, and they find that exactly what he says. This is amazing. And you're in my life. There was some moment. There was some moment. I remember my moment. I remember actually, when I look, in, look back at it, I, I didn't know it was what the Lord was doing, but I found out that it was what the Lord was doing when He told me that's what He was doing. Because when I was a little uh, teenager, kind of young, maybe 14 or 15, there was a little bird, and uh, he, was, he, was, he had a hurt his wing, you know, and he was hobbling along, and I went, oh, I can help the bird. So I went and got the sparrow. It was a little sparrow or whatever. I put him in a little cage with all my genius. Instead of going down and digging up some worms, I went into the refrigerator and got bologna that looked like worms. And I set out to actually apparently fill his body with so much grease that he couldn't handle it. And so he ate my slices of bologna for a couple of days. And then one day I walked in and he looked up at me. He was probably saying, probably thinking, first of all, is there anything else on the menu? <laughs> but he looked at me. He just looked right in my eyes. He looked right in my eyes. And he went. <coughs> and then he froze solid. And then he went. It came right off the little thing and just thump in the bottom of the cage. He went. <gasps> and I had my first very personal encounter with death. And it made me start to question my existence. I'm going to die one day. Probably not from greasy baloney. Could be. But my life is also going to come to an end someday. And that started a seed of what is eternity about. I didn't have any of that. I went to a church, and I've discovered around here a lot of people do the same thing we did when I was little. You go to a church just because you, if you sleep, spend the night in the garage, doesn't make you a car. Just because you go to a church doesn't mean you're eternally alive in Jesus Christ. It's a, it's a relationship. It's a relationship where God comes and causes light to come in. And when that light happens, when that opens up to you, when that's a, something, there's a sign. There's something that goes in you. It changes you, all right? When it hasn't happened, mommy can know the Lord, daddy can know the Lord, uncle can know the Lord, everybody can know the Lord. But if you don't know the Lord, you know you, you, you'll come to a place of knowing that you don't know. For you'll, you'll end up knowing, I don't really know. And I love the Lord just so much because he gives little kids encounters even though they don't know him. They just say, like my precious grandson, where did he go? Where is he? He's over there, okay. I'll tell on him. Titus, you're going to tell the story, okay? So we were, we were riding into bicycles up in Morgantown on the rail trails. And uh, just me and him. I get ahead of him a little bit. And then, because uh, he's, he's just kind of just back there thinking, I guess. Anyway, the, about two or three days, days later, we're sitting in the den 
and the Lord speaks to me and says, um, the other day when you were riding bicycles, I opened up, uh, I said, he said, Titus was, was marveling creation. He was looking at the create, he was looking at the green trees and everything, and he was appreciating it. The Lord was telling me this. He said, so what I did is I just opened up the heaven and I poured my love upon him. And I said, hey, Titus, when we were driving the other day on the bicycles in Morgantown, the Lord just showed me that you were appreciating creation. Yes, Papa. And then he opened up the heavens. He poured his love down upon you. Yes, Papa. And you felt his love just from him and nobody else. You just felt his deep love for you, didn't you? Yes, Papa. I said, isn't it wonderful that the Lord showed me that he did that? Yes. And it caused our hearts to have this bond. You have to have somebody in your life that knows the deeper stuff. That the Lord can say, you can trust this person because they know me. I love that verse. It says that Moses, it says the children of Israel knew his acts, but the, Moses knew his ways. And the Lord has this ability to cause you to know how he's going to go about something. Because he lets you in on it after a while. <laughs> so then later, uh, later on, you know, the, the Lord is releasing revelation to my heart about who he is. How many of you have shown you who he is? In different ways. It could be in a church setting. A lot of times it is. It could be just somebody randomly shows up in your life and starts talking about something that really is impactful to you. Encourages you. Somebody in the marketplace. We have people like that today. It could be just, just you know, there's something about you. And there's a sign. There's a sign. Somehow there's a witness. There's a witness of the majesty of God in your life. And people, you know, uh, we have a precious friend who was in the military who actually oversaw the nuclear weapons in Wyoming. Finally, he's just retired, but he made a commitment to the Lord in his heart one day, and he said, hey, you know what? He came and told us this later. He said, whenever I get my act together, whenever I decide that I'm going to follow Jesus, I'm going to do it the way they do it. And so there was, a, a, there was like that someone to be in his life as a way that it could work out for them too. And he says, I want to go all in. I don't want this patty cake with the world, patty cake with the Lord. I want to go all in. I'm going to go all in. And he went all in. He gave his life over. So we were a sign. There was a, there's a sign. Everybody got the idea there's a sign. A sign says that I'm going to show you something that's very distinguishes what I am from everybody else. Here I am. When the Lord showed me the little bird, he goes, remember when I showed you the bird, I awakened your heart to the idea of eternity. It was a sign. Things that he'll set in motion for you in your life. Let's praise the Lord for the signs. Because see, here's the other thing. There's another thing about this. And we need to be like Moses and understand his ways. Because when we praise the Lord for him showing up in people's lives, guess what? He will. He will show up in their lives. You know, most of the time, it's not what you're really thinking about. What I'm thinking about, you're just, just saying stuff. This is, always amazes me how the Lord uses you because you, you don't really know what you're doing. You just suddenly you have this idea and you say it. But it's the Holy Spirit creating a sign and penetrating somebody's heart with the revelation of who Jesus is. And the way you walk and the way you are matters. 
It says that Mary treasured up these things. Let's look at that verse. Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Now, Mary was the, the um, mother of Jesus, of course, but this is a beautiful idea. When people get the witness, see, here she's going, wait a minute, we had him in the manger. I don't know if she knew what the shepherds knew. She probably didn't know, but she heard it. She probably heard them talking. Wow, the, the baby's in there like, just like the Passover lamb. She probably pondered that in her heart, right? There are people around you that ponder what's going on when you talk to them. They ponder. They ponder. Some treasure it up. Some hold it for a while. And then suddenly the time comes and it's their turn to step in from, from death into, from darkness to light, from death into life. From, let me just say that the unloved places to the loved places. And then it says, the last, lastly, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. I want to put it this uh, up next slide. God gives you a sign that he's working in your life. He touches your life somehow. And then that touch is something that distinguishes him from all others. For what? For he's made himself known to you. These are precious, the, the precious stories of your life. The, the moment when you came to understand the reality of him. Some, for some of us, it's so long ago, but for others nearby us, it's just happening. It's new. We can't ever divorce ourselves from, from how fresh and alive and new the new sign is for somebody. So simply put, Another slide. Light enters your darkness. The moment before you did not know him, the moment after you know. Light enters your heart. First John 4 and 5, it says it this way. In him, in Jesus Christ, was life. And that life was what? Everybody say it. The light of men. See, there's something different about Jesus. You can't get this with any other religion. There's not going to be the illuminating revelation of the living God come from any other source except the person of Jesus, and he's going to reveal the heart of the Father for you. That's where it comes from. It doesn't come from anywhere. You can't get this from on drugs. You can't get this from worshiping any God. All of that is deception. But Jesus Christ, when you cry out and say, Well, if you're real, please show me, Jesus is going to step into this dimension somehow and cause things to go into motion to cause you to realize he's real, he's alive. He can touch you. He understands you. He's not going to touch you the same way he touched me. He understands what's going to be meaningful to you quite according to the design of how he's made you. He's going to touch your life. He's caused more of a witness in your life. Things are happening, aren't they? They're happening. I'm aware of it now. Things are beginning to shift. They are. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's so wonderful to have the Lord affirm because you hold on so long. You know, when you're crying out for your family and all this for so long, and then you have some hits and misses feelings, you know, and then, then the Lord says, oh, no, no, I'm not done. I've, been, I've, I've, I've released a whole series of signs. Stuff that nobody can argue with. Remember that night when you prayed for her daughter and she was, you know, when she was deaf in that ear and she could hear? Do you realize that, that had been, she'd been deaf since she was a little girl? Her whole life. That's a sign. 
Jesus loves you, He'll hear your deafness. Hey, don't you want to be around the miracle Jesus? Those are good signs, aren't they? Stuff you can't argue with. Well, you can argue with anything. You know, the Pharisees argue with anything just because they argue with anything. You know, they wanted to be first. They didn't want to be servants. By the way, I was telling the, our ministry team and just our leadership uh, was earlier, so you know none of us deserve any of this ever. We just never deserve anything ever. We deserve nothing ever. We have never earned anything on our own, nothing ever. It's all a sheer gift of grace, all of it. It's all a gift of grace. Everything about what the Lord does. You could grow and grow and grow. What you want to do is, uh, what we want to do is just be, uh, become a reflection of it. So this light is a sign that he himself has made known to you and the question is will you grow in that light will you share that light I uh, always got interested in discovering the the reality of when it comes to light let's go to the next one that this is this is um, this one on the left here is an egg this is a human egg and for some reason they found the moment when the sperm penetrated the egg and there's a flash of light it's all based on zinc and stuff it goes and there's a little flash of light when, when a human is conceived in the womb. It's the moment that the sperm breaks into the egg. Poof, there's a light. There's light. A flash of light comes the moment you're conceived. And it's no different when you're spiritually conceived. It's the spiritual light. Spiritual light manifests in you. The Holy Spirit brings a flash of light to your heart. Remember that song years ago? Long my imprisoned spirit lay Fast bound in sin and nature's night Thine eye diffused a quickening ray I woke the dungeon filled with light my chains fell off my heart was free I rose went forth and followed thee amazing love how can it be that thou my God shouldst die for me the light how many of you had a moment when you were bound and then light came and suddenly you were free it's amazing how he does that so I just have one other thing here and it's just Paul summing up a little bit I'd like to invite you later today or sometime to read this but it's Ephesians chapter 3 and I'm not going to read the whole chapter, but this is Paul. The book of Ephesians is this moment in Paul's life when he goes, I got it, I got it, I got it. It's like that, aha, aha I get it. And so what he's doing is he's sharing, and this is the, let me, the summary of it, it's this. He says, there was a mystery that God held off, like an ace up his sleeve. He, he gave little prophetic moments. Everybody looked toward it, but nobody could put it together. But here's what he was going to do. Ready? He was going to come down to earth himself. But why did he come? He was coming because he was going to actually have everyone in the whole world saved 
through his sacrificial death. That's what he was going to do. Up to this point, it was just the Jewish people. But now, he's going to come and everybody who's non-Jewish gets to be an inheritor of the kingdom of God, eternal life in him. We're added on, we're added in. So the mystery that was held back, now is revealed. He says, here's the secret. I think I put that up there right. Here's the secret. The gospel of grace has made you, non-Jewish believers, into co-heirs of His promise through your union with Him. And you have now become members of His body, one with the Anointed One. Um, If you want to really see what the thing is all about, once He gets this idea that you can become one with God, then starting with verse 14, he begins this prayer process to, that reveals the love of God. He uses words like the incomprehensible, the height, the depth, the width, the breadth. You can't like get, wrap your head around it, but your spirit can begin to know the fullness of this love. And now he says, what I'm going to do, what, what happens when you become a member of the family is God begins to explode in your heart how deeply he loves you. The rest of your life, you're going to have these moments of just knowing the depth of His love, depth of His love. How many of you really appreciate the level of chains and bondage that come off your life the more you understand the power of His love? See, it's that love. It's a love because we, we come out and we think we got all we have. We're, this is so funny. I got out the prison door. You have no idea. You're still covered with shackles and chains and burdens, and you're so happy you're free. But He goes, you haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> You're still walking around with all this stuff. He goes, I'm going to give you another release and another release and another release. I'm going to give you a break, breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. I'm going to fine-tune this thing, and you're going to be blessed beyond measure. You're going to be walking in the reality of my love that you're going to know forever and ever. And that's the point of this. And then he, uh, I'm just going to jump to the end, and he says this, verse 20, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than you your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will undo, outdo them all, for His miraculous power constantly energizes you. So, put up that last verse, would you? So here's... Now here you come. You, you come as this crumpled paper. How many would relate to this? And now, it says, He was pierced for our transgressions and He was crushed. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon Him was a chastisement that brought us peace, and with His wounds we were healed. So, this is how, this is kind of a way that He does it. Um, Roger, you were physically abused. And a lot of the crumpling kind of covers that up because it started a cycle of being abused in life. So I'm going to actually go down to a very significant place of bruising inside of your life. I'm going to, it's inside here. Ow. Ow. Oh, God. Oh, no, what a face. It hurts. It hurts. Oh, my God. Oh, God. How many of you have had this happen to you? 
I'm going to heal the hurts down inside. These are pretty deep creases, and you've been malformed. You're, you're, you're not what I want you to be yet. Can we just hold off a little bit? Yeah, we'll hold off a bit. Here we go again. <laughs> it was only one week. I was just there last Sunday. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Hey, I'm not going to go back for a while. So you, you, you take a while and leave. And you, you, but then you come back and the first Sunday is like, oh, good, we're going to get going again. Ah! Is that right? You know, you can go to a church that the Holy Spirit's not moving. You can go to a place where it's ritualistic, where truth is just barely there, and God will use what he can. He will work with whatever. He will anoint anything he can to get you. Come on, baby. Come on. Ah! And then you sit there for a long time. You go, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just doing great. I really do. I'm doing great. The Lord says, well, what I see, you told me a long time ago that you wanted to be whole. Did you, you said that in a prayer. Well, I remember because I don't forget anything. But not now. It's Christmas. Ah! <laughs> yeah, but it was Christmas that did it to you. <laughs> ah! It's amazing how many, how many people that would go into children's ministry and then the Lord would highlight. Remember when you were this age and this thing happened and they sit there and cry? And God starts to heal them in that context. And they come out of working with children and the ch and next thing you know, God's going... I'm not carrying that load of pain that I, was, I had before. Isn't that real? Is anybody relating to the paper? Is it your life? Because this, this morning I said, okay, I'm done. No, she says, you're not done. I said, I'm done. No, she says, you're not done. I was crushed for you. I was crushed for you. I was crumpled for you. I took all the pain of this upon myself. I want to smooth you out. That's why you come in and say, I thought I dealt with that. The Lord said, well, there's another layer to it. Some of you are going, you're, you're, you're laughing because the truth is so deep. <laughs> how, about this? how many of you have done this before? We go, I'm all better. And then you do something that kind of does that again. Huh? <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm, I don't know about this. Let's lift our heads. Let's lift our heads to the Lord. Thank you. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you were crushed in our place. You were crushed for our iniquities. The chastisement of your peace is upon us because you're looking to reflect something and Lord I thank you that guys you look up one more time here's the thing you can see I remember when I was with Nick Goff John you were with me and uh, I got up and I, I told Nick I said Nick I don't I had all these notes you know and I had the next section of my notes and I said I don't think that's what we're supposed to do we're not supposed to do that Nick, 
I think we're supposed to minister. He said, me too. I said, what am I going to do? And an intercessor walked to the back row and I said, I don't think I'm supposed to do my next notes. And this is so funny. The, this, this lady goes, I'm not getting anything. <laughs> That's funny. And so I said, this moment she said that, the Lord said, go give your testimony. You know what the testimony was? Let me show you how God did this. Let me show you how God did this. Let me show you how God did this. Let me show you. And I started telling how I ended up like this. And everybody went, oh, oh, no. I said, no, 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 no. Don't be, don't, don't be sad for me. I said, the Lord took all the pain out and he put anointing in. I have the memories of all the creases, but I have no pain of the creases. I'm not hurt anymore. And I can talk about this stuff until Jesus comes back. And everybody can be healed completely. You don't have to be in pain. The Lord will say, I remember that moment. I remember that moment. I remember when that happened to you and you were all alone. And, and this happened and that happened. I was there. You just don't know I was there, but I was there. You were there. Yes, I was there. Will you come and be with me? Yes, I'll, I'll do that right now. Next thing you know, the pain is leaving. The memory is there, but the pain is leaving. It's a spiritual light coming in and healing. The putrid pain, some of it stinks to high heaven. Some of it is so injurious. You feel like you were crumpled this way and you were going to be in your... This was, the identi this was your identity in life. This is my identity. I'm just crumpled. That's what I'm. I'm just damaged goods. Lord says, "Well, not really. I'm going to actually make. I'm going to make you a reflection of my Son. I want to cause you to be the lesser light to rule the night, and you're going to be able to share the stories of my transformation in your life, and it's going to release." healing and the presence of God into somebody else's life. Would you lift your heads with me right now and just say, Lord, crown me with that. Crown me with that. Crown me with that. Say, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. For unto us, a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, nobody can come up against Him and win. He, this word, this government is the word dominion. Jesus says, I will take dominion and I will rule over everything in your life because I'm Mighty God. I will give you wonderful counsel and you will walk out of things because I'm going to give you training that you didn't know you could have. I'm going to cause the very deep things that hurt your life to turn into a gold mine of, of wisdom for other people. I'm going to cause my life to manifest through you and you're going to know because I carry this stuff on my back and now I've taken your pain upon my life and I'm giving you the peace because I'm the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. The prince is one who does battle to release the shalom into your life. The shalom is the blessing, the prospering, the enriching, the wholeness, the fullness, the absolute blessing of God. Can we stand together?
Let's just praise Him for a moment. Thank You, Lord. Just go ahead and praise Him. Thank You. Praise You, Lord. Praise You, Lord. Praise You. Let's praise Him. Just say, thank You, Lord, for healing my life. Thank You, Lord. There's nothing I can do to make it better except yield to You and let You work in me. And I go ahead and do that. I yield to You and let You work in me. I thank You for breaking the pressures off even now as the revelation of Your truth has gone in. Hallelujah. 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 Let's praise Him. Um, there's a, I, I, I think I'm understanding the Lord says that He's going to touch people with, hurt, with back problems. Uh, would you just submit to the Lord right now? Allow the Holy Spirit to come and where your back is hurting, just go ahead and praise the Lord. So thank you for touching me. Thank you, Lord, for touching me. Thank you, Lord, for touching me. Let's go ahead and praise Him. Say, so thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. We enter into praise. We enter into uh, this, this place of worship right now. There's ointment being released from the throne of God to heal, to heal areas where the nerves are hurt, where the damage is there. It's a Christmas gift. The Lord says, I'm going to release healing into your body right now. Let's go ahead and praise Him again. Thank you, Lord. Praise Him for it. Say, thank you, Lord. I did just kind of, he just brought this on my awareness. This is some of the people in here have back problems and other places where the nerves are not functioning right. Let's go ahead and worship the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Go ahead and praise Him. If there's anybody's, if this, what I've read somewhere, it says, if you're hanging on by a thread, make sure it's the hem of His garment. Make sure it's Him that you're hanging on to. Hold on to Jesus right now. Let's hold on to Jesus. Cling to Jesus right now. Just cling to Him right now. Cling to Him right now. Let His power flow. Let His power flow upon you. Let His power flow upon you right now. This power. Get your get your act your spirit receiving. Turn flip the receiving switch on. Let your let your inward being say yes, yes, you are my healer. I receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus. I receive it. I receive it, Lord. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. There's something happening in the room, guys. Just the waiter, a weightier sense of his glory. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. You are the healer. You're healing us now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Back. I'm going to go ahead and pray this way. Spirit of infirmity, you leave. Leave now. Spirit of death, spirit of infirmity, go in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. I rebuke you from my sister, from my brother. Go in the name of Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus. Infirmity, go. Go. Get out in the name of Jesus. Um. I want you to know this. The Lord is not ashamed of you. The Lord is not ashamed of you. You don't have to earn it by being super good and all that stuff. It, it, what I'm dealing with here is this. that uh, Sometimes, just right in the middle, when you start to receive a healing, the devil will put shame on you and try to block it. I just want you to know the blood of Jesus covers shame. The blood of Jesus washes shame from the soul. It washes your imperfections. It washes away the things that you feel disqualify you. The Lord says, you're not disqualified. I qualified you. I came and I did it for you. Now receive, 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 receive it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Those elders come on down front. We're going to have just a few people up here for 
further agreeing prayer as we dismiss it. Hallelujah. Lift your head one more time. Father God, just say this. I thank you in advance for my healing in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for complete healing. I submit to your process and I receive your divine help and your inspiration on what to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah.